Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you with living with imperfection out there in the industry. There is no perfect product. You're going to run into problems. So I'm going to go over some common things you're going to run into out there. Not everything, but just some common things that I can think of at the top of my head. And these are irritations that I go through, and I'm sure they really irritate you as well. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I'll start with automatic pool cleaners because this is a trouble point for a lot of pool pros out there. We really like to have these working because they make our job easier. They're supposed to leave the pool clean and sometimes they don't work effectively. The bouncing type cleaners like the Creepy Crawly, the G3, or the Zodiac Ranger, these cleaners do have one flaw and that's if you have an odd shaped step area of the pool or corner that's kind of weird. They can get stuck in there, and it's a super irritating thing when you get to the pool and the cleaner's stuck up against the step area of the you know shallow end of the pool, and then you have to get it out of there. And every week it's the same thing. So this is irritating. There's a couple things you can do to fix this. One would be to remove a hose length or two, which means the pool's not going to get full coverage or get cleaned fully by the cleaner. And then the other thing you can do is get the pool twister. It's a device that goes on the hose. It's fairly effective. I think the original manufacturer made a better twister than the one that's currently on the market, but it's better than nothing. And of course, the last resort is just to replace that cleaner with a gear type cleaner. So the gear type cleaners do have their drawbacks also. I would say the Haywood Pool Cleaner, Aquanaut, Phoenix is probably one of, it's all the same cleaner by the way, it's one of the better cleaners out there. That's why I kind of rattled off the names in the row there like that. It's one of the better and almost perfect cleaners. There's a few things of course that make it a little less than perfect. And the first thing I think is the new anti-vortex main drains on a lot of the newer pools causes cleaner to get stuck on it. It doesn't really have a wide enough cleaning path to get over that. And so if you have a pool with these anti-vortex main drains, these are the gigantic drains that look like a vegetable uh, drainer, strainer, definitely you want to maybe avoid getting this cleaner for that pool. It may get stuck on there. It doesn't climb the walls as high as I would like it to. And mainly because of the redesign, because it would come out and suck air. That's something to also note. Now, the clone of this would be the Pentair Rebel. It's a pretty good copy of the pool cleaner. There's a couple defects of the Pentair Rebel that you may notice. One is that since it doesn't have anything that stops from climbing out of the pool, it'll climb all the way to the water line depending on the pool suction. Suck air, cause the pump to lose prime. And then the pump will lose prime and the noise it makes is extremely loud and bothersome to a lot of customers. And another problem you may run into is that if it hits a step area perfectly dead center, it'll get actually lodged there or stuck there because then it can't spin out. It can't turn. 
and spin out of there. So that happens on certain pool designs where if it hits a step area dead center, it can't spin out of it and it gets stuck there just like a balancing type cleaner. Plus the parts wear out and there's no real replacement kit. At least the pool cleaner has a full bottom replacement. So you can replace the parts easily on there. And I think if you're looking at the MX-8 cleaner, I would go with the Polaris Max and Atlas over that. They're a kind of rebranded, better version of the MX-8 Elite. One of the problems with the MX-8 Elite and the MX-6 is that long string-like debris would get caught in the engine and cause it to get tangled up. Now, there are a few things to note about the Max and Polaris Atlas, and that is a small pebble can actually get into their new Halo turbine and stop the cleaner. I've seen this with Pebble Tech pools, and when it hits a pebble, it'll stop it just like a long string-like leaf debris. You can probably shave off a little corner of some of the halo to help with this problem. But this is something that Zodiac's probably going to have to work on or Floridra Polaris. It's all the same company has to work on to fix this little bit of a defect with the pebble getting stuck in there. Same thing would happen to a Hayward Navigator with the fixed turbine. A little pebble would stop the Navigator. And so the same thing is happening out there with the Polaris Max and Atlas. Another problem that it's having is that it picks up debris so well that sometimes the leaf debris will clog up the hose and then you have to take the hose apart and clean it out. This might stump you and you'd be wondering why the cleaner is not moving and it could be just a hose section clogged with debris. This happens often with the pool cleaner. I've had this happen when I had the Hayward pool cleaner in the pool with oak leaves that the cleaner would pick up too many acorns at once and clog up the hose. So that's something to look out for. Other than that, they're near perfect cleaners. They have no problem with the the large anti-vortex main drains because they have a huge cleaning pass. They don't get stuck on the drains. And since it's a gear type cleaner, it's going to turn out when it gets anywhere near the step or corner. So it's a near perfect cleaner with those defects that I think uh, Polaris will definitely work out. Let me touch on some equipment that can be irritating. I think the gas heaters to me are one of the things where you always want to hope that it turns on for the customer when they're having a party. I don't regularly test the gas heaters because there's really people don't use them as often in California as other areas probably. It's pretty mild here all year round. The only time they're going to really fire it up is if they're having a pool party or heating their spa. So it's not something that I regularly test for the customers. So you want to hope for the best when they go to fire it up. The more seasoned clients that have had problems with their heaters will, of course, text you the week of their party. If they're having a party on Saturday, they'll text you like a Monday or Tuesday and say, hey, can you fire up the heater to make sure it's working, then I'll definitely fire it up and test it and make sure it's working because they've had an instance probably where they had a party and the heater didn't turn on. Now, the two most common issues with the heater is a error code for a temp sensor and a thermoregulator. And these could be in different locations of the heaters. And it wouldn't be a bad idea when Hayward, Floridra, and Penter offer their courses in your area they have certain, certain, they offer certain equipment courses where they go over all their equipment for you. To take that course, you get familiar with each of the heaters of where the temp sensor is, where the thermal regulator is in those heaters. And these are the two most common parts that go out. Sometimes you'll find that the igniters go out. Some heaters, they go out more often than others. And this is something that's easily replaceable. So those three are probably the most easy parts to replace. The temp sensor, the thermal regulator, and also the igniter. Anything beyond that, I would probably refer it out to a professional tech that works on heaters regularly to troubleshoot it because they carry all the parts on their truck. They can swap out one part with another. 
I was at a pool where the heater uh, warranty guy was there. But he was there swapping out one part, testing it, and swapping another part. And it was interesting to see him operate. And I don't carry all those parts on my truck, nor I don't recommend that you carry the parts either. And he was able to diagnose the problem just by, you know, switching out parts, checking all the little tricks that he knows. You may not get to that level as as a, you know, pool pro with heaters, but just know that when the customer gets an error code, they're going to call you and it would be handy to have someone in your back pocket that you can send over there. I have someone for Hayward and for Jandy and for Pentair, and I recommend you develop some of those contacts so that you can send someone out to fix a problem with the heater. So that's very common that a heater has an error code, especially when the customer is firing it up for a party. It doesn't fail that around 4th of July or any major holiday that everyone's trying to use their pool and you'll have several calls from customers with the heaters not firing up. Probably another thing that you get a lot of calls for besides heaters not working are little leaks around the equipment. Customers are really cognizant of leaks and they'll call you for a little tiny drip leak. They see water around the equipment, they'll call you. Sometimes it's the irrigation, so make sure it's not runoff from the irrigation. I always have the customers check to make sure that they can actually see it dripping at the equipment. It's not maybe the sprinkler system that's causing the water back there. But if you do find a leak by the equipment or if they do find a leak by the equipment, you can go over there and pinpoint it. I like to do this with the equipment off, of course. So I'll reset the timer if I need to. And I'll tell the customer I'll have to have the pull off and have it come on at a different time. So I'll, I'll double check next week. Because if the pool has an active leak and you can't tell where it's coming from, you definitely want to start the pool and keep an eye on it. It could be leaking from anywhere, from just the O-ring on the filter tank, which is a pretty obvious one to spot. The backwash piston, sometimes those will leak. The Over by the pump, you're going to find leaks sometimes. You'll have odd leaks, and this is sometimes why I tell the customer I have to come back and you know start with the dry area. I had one leak where I couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and then lo and behold, it was the... UV system that had a leak that was dripping water. It was actually an AOP system with the UV and ozone together. You couldn't see it because it was inside the case and that's where the puddle was forming around the pump and I couldn't figure it out. A lot of the times leaks will be pretty obvious and if you're looking at a pool pump, I'll go over a few for you here. If you're looking at the pool pump and you see a puddle and if it's coming from the center of the pump where the motor and pump come together, that's usually the pump seal. You have to take the pump apart, take the impeller off and replace the seal. If you see a drip coming maybe more towards the front of the pump, that could just be the housing gasket where the pump and the the wet end of the pump comes together with the back of the pump. If you see a leak coming from maybe the bottom front of the pump, it could be the O-ring and the drain plug there that's leaking. You'll find leaks at the heater, and usually it's the drain plug of the heater with the O-ring wore out. So carry spare O-rings, of course. You can replace those on the pumps and the heaters. Sometimes the heater's leaking from somewhere else, like the uh, like a gasket, but usually it's just the O-ring. And same with the, the pump. It's usually the pump seal, the housing gasket, or the drain plug O-ring. And then, of course, if I'm talking about pumps, I'll also talk about air leaks. A lot of times when the customer lets the water get low and then the pool sucks air, the pipes will melt slightly. The threaded part of the pipes will melt slightly. You won't notice it, and so the pump will maybe not have full suction. You might not see the water fill all the way up in the wet end of the pump. If you look into the pump lid and you see air in there, that could be the problem. It could be something simple like a clogged impeller. I have a lot of podcasts and videos on YouTube where I go over these troubleshooting tips 
just know that you're going to have problems with the pool pump. And it's one of these things where you're going through your day, everything's going great. You get to a pool and it's not priming correctly. And I just, I remember I did a recent one recently where I talked about all the problems with the pool pump. You can find those on the other podcasts that I recorded. But just note that you're going to have these little leaks here and there from the filter, from the backwash, from the pump. And if it's from the filter, usually it's the filter O-ring that's leaking. If it's the backwash piston, it's usually the O-rings on the piston itself. These are all pretty easy things to fix. It's just kind of irritating when you get to a stop and you see a leak. But they're usually easy to fix in most cases. You can trace the leak and if it's the filter lid O-ring, you can replace that. And that's probably your fault in a way because when you cleaned the filter last time, you probably should have changed that lid O-ring also to prevent that leak. Let me jump over to saltwater systems. And this could be the bane of your pool route for many reasons. One reason is that a lot of times customers don't really want to fix an unoperable salt system. So if the cell is bad or reached the end of its lifespan, or if the power unit has a problem, the customer is like, eh, just go back to chlorine, which is a little bit irritating because they have a saltwater system that basically could be operating if you just put a new cell in or a new power unit. And this, of course, defeats the whole purpose of a saltwater pool if the customer is unwilling to repair it and get it working. So some of the things that can affect the salt system, of course, is low salt in the pool. You should have a good digital salinity meter so you can test the salt level to make sure it has a proper level. That way it can operate. Most systems have a low salt indicator light, and this is something to be aware of and make sure the salt level is correct for it to work. The other thing that could happen with a saltwater system is that the cell, the cell plates itself can get calcium buildup, which means that it's not going to work effectively. So you're going to have to take it apart and give the cell an acid and water bath. If you have certain cells, you can actually, like the CMP cells, you can actually scrape them out with the plastic tool that comes included. Most of the other manufacturers require an acid to water mixture. And depending on the manufacturer, you can look at the manual It'll tell you how much water to add per acid. Like, for instance, there's some that are 10 to 1, like the Jandy True Clear. And then the Hayward, I think, requires more acid and water mixture. You just have to look it up and see what, what the manufacturer recommends. But that's usually the main thing that goes wrong with the salt system, is that the cell plates get calcium buildup, and it's not producing chlorine. And it's something that, again, you have to take it apart, clean it, and it's a little bit annoying at that point when you get to a stop and the salt system is not working correctly. And then you have the flakes that blow back into the pool. It tends to happen a lot with the pentair cells, but I've seen it with every system. And these are like the skin flakes that blow into the water, and the customers complain about them. If you have a suction side cleaner, you may not notice them as much because it'll be picking them up and taking them into the filter. But if you don't, you're going to notice these white flakes everywhere. A lot of theories of what's causing these flakes, a lot of solutions for it. I think that you could do a couple things that maybe minimize it. One of them is to have a cool down period if you have a rail speed pump. And so once the full cycle turns off or the pump turns off from the high speed mode, you want to go to a low speed mode where the salt cell is not going to come on for about 30 minutes. And that way you cool off the cell. And another thing that I recommend is adding some phosphate remover every week. And that seems to help with the maintenance dose of the phosphate remover seems to help with these white flakes that blow back into the pool. But of course, the biggest irritant with the saltwater system is if the customer is not maintaining it or won't let you maintain it, replace the cell or do other maintenance on it to get it working again. And last, I think I'll touch on your vehicle itself. I had a Nissan Frontier for many years, not a bad truck, but it wasn't one of those trucks that 
I could really rely on, especially as I started getting more and more miles on it, it became more and more unreliable, which is like anything is going to wear out. But there were a lot of times where I went to start the truck and it didn't start. And of course, there's a little trick that you can do to get the car started if the starter goes out. And you may know this trick. You may need your customer to help you, which is kind of awkward sometimes, but, or a gardener. I've done this many times where the truck doesn't start. I crawl underneath the truck with my channel locks and I tap the starter while someone turns the ignition. And it seems to be effective. If the starter is not totally dead, you can get it going. And I've done my route before on more than one occasion with the engine running all the time at each stop till I finished up and was able to take it to the mechanic. Sometimes I had to get a towed there because that didn't work. A little tip is to get your battery from AAA. That way, when the battery dies on your route, you can, of course, have AAA replace it. It takes about 30 minutes for in my area for the guy to get out there with the battery and replace it. So you're down for like 45, 50 minutes, maybe an hour at the most with the dead battery, and AAA can definitely jump it. I really like having a portable battery charger to kind of get it going again. You know, I used to carry jumper cables, but to find a customer to help jump you is something that's kind of tough, especially if they're at work all day. So this portable battery charger or jumper is really good, and I carry that so you can kind of get a charge, at least get somewhere and maybe get through part of your day. But AAA is great. They'll replace the battery for you. I believe it's a three-year warranty on most of the batteries. They'll prorate it if it's sooner, and they'll actually change a flat tire for you. I've had I've had this a couple times. I've had them come out and change a flat tire while I'm cleaning a pool. They're out there changing the tire for me. So it's really good to have the AAA. You're limited, at least my plan is limited to three calls a year. So you can definitely get to that limit if you have an older vehicle. And I've reached that limit before in my Nissan, believe it or not. So that's kind of a sad thing. But the truck breaking down, getting a flat tire battery dying, starter dying, are all common things that happen out there. You're turning the car off and on, you know, 40 times a day. So of course you're going to wear out your starter, but your truck or van breaking down is something that you're going to have to deal with. And it's something that happens and it's going to happen. So just kind of live with it and figure that, you know, it's going to happen ever so often out there, especially with an older vehicle. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. It'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I recorded. If you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.